Hi, I'm Luke Heisler. And I'm Jay Cox. Welcome to this week's episode of Audibility Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the importance of community in life and to explore different ideas and topics within culture with our new friends, you guys. This week, we continue our coffee conversation with David Cianci, co-owner of Union Coffee Co. in Milford, New Hampshire. After graduating from Cedarville University, David went to Paraguay to volunteer in the Peace Corps, followed by a short stint working with some coffee producers in Colombia. We discussed Union's local mission, how they've been adapting to COVID-19, and the importance of community within coffee. So grab yourself a bag of the sixth track of Union's mixtape series, Kenya Othayathuti, grown at 1,960 meters, fully washed and sun-dried on patios with tasting notes of grapefruit, honey, and red apple, and enjoy the episode. We were that place where people would come in in the morning and stay for two or three hours and just talk to everybody that comes by and all the regulars see each other, friendships get made here. And that for me is the most beautiful, my most favorite part of the company. I also enjoy roasting coffee and drinking coffee, but community first for me, for sure. Gosh. That's just excessive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Luke. <laughs> hey, Jay. Welcome to Audibility. Welcome. Who, who, How are you? I'm good. I'm. Uh, this is our second episode in the coffee series. Um, we had a episode with Ryan Hall that came out last week. Um, really enjoyed that. Uh, who do we have on today, Luke? Today we have David. Uh, David Cianci from Union Coffee Company mm. up in up in Milford, New Hampshire. Well, up in for you, yeah, and, yeah. and me, but just less for less me. less up in for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, David, hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad to be here with you guys. I'm excited to have this conversation, and uh, I think this is really cool. This uh, podcast that you guys are doing. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thanks. Uh, we we try. So, uh, <laughs> tell us a little a little bit more about uh, like who you are and and what you do with Union and at Union. All right. So, um, David and I co-own Union Coffee, and then I do all the roasting, packaging, and distribution um, of whole bean and sometimes ground coffee. Mm. Um, I'm 30 years old. I recently eloped in march even hey. though, oh i did not know that <laughs> yeah no, we were supposed to get married june 13th and back in march it was like the last week that the town hall was going to be open before it was like appointment only super limited scheduling and we were like we're probably gonna die <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's do this one thing that we know we really want to do before the world is <laughs> Um, so we called their parents the night before. They met us at the town hall. We walked down to a little park here in town and just had a really quick uh, marriage with the Justice of the Peace. And it was awesome. And wow. we're going to do our big wedding and celebration. Everything is planned next year. We just pushed it back to June 12th, 2021, because we accurately predicted that still June 13th this year, we wouldn't be able to have, you know, 120 people together. In yeah. 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 Uh -huh. So uh, anyway, recently married, um, I went to my undergrad at Cedarville university in Cedarville, Ohio, and grew up there in terms of my coffee life because uh, there was a place on campus 
when I went there, it was called the Sinos, and then they had to change it because there was some other coffee company called the Sinos, like lawsuits and stuff. And then they called it hmm. Nova, <laughs> which is some like stereotypical, like this means this in Italian. And then it was the same thing. <laughs> but, but in town there, there's a place called Stony Creek Roasters at the time, um, just like a really great little cafe in the downtown. And then that guy, Taylor uh, Minor or Minier, I can't remember his name exactly, he rebranded as Telemetry. And started a company called Third Wave Water um, and just got oh. like super, super deep dive on uh, perfect mineralization for extraction and brewing. Ooh. The guy's just a crazy genius. And it's just so weird that that in that tiny random cornfield town, there's this guy who's that <laughs> passionate about coffee. And I crossed paths with him back then, not knowing I'd eventually come to work in coffee. But yeah, did undergrad in Ohio uh, when I graduated. I went to, I did some volunteering um, in Argentina and then ended up in Peace Corps in Paraguay. Um, and then after that, came back here, started working in coffee and medical interpretation. And that's what I'm currently doing. And I just recently started my MBA um, in quantitative analysis because I want a little bit more of a harder skill set. And mm -hmm. anything I'm learning there is directly applicable to the business side and also the uh the roasting side in terms of hmm, yeah uh, predicting and um and looking at curves and stuff to uh roast data is what i should say that's awesome that's really cool yeah. now you said you were a part of the peace corps is that did that have something to do with coffee like did you do anything like that over there or just so um peace corps at the time when i signed up it, they they told you where you were going nowadays you can apply directly uh... to the country but I signed up and they said, we have a place for you to go in Paraguay in the agriculture sector. And I said, great, I'll go there. And I ended <laughs> up working mostly actually with uh, with Yerba Mate producers. I don't know if you guys have ever had mate. I don't think um, so. It's absolutely delicious. It's very bitter, kind of smoky, very earthy. Mm. Um, it has matine um, instead of caffeine. Um, so it's a stimulant. Um, it's got a lot of vitamins and they drink it all day, every day. They drink it hot in the morning and they drink it cold during the day. So in terms of coffee, while I was in Peace Corps, I actually didn't drink hardly any. I was mostly <laughs> um, drinking mate all day, every day with my friends and neighbors. Mm. And after finishing Peace Corps service, briefly on the way back, I was in Colombia. And that's where I did a little bit of work on a coffee farm and, and formed a connection there and really, really got interested uh, in coffee. And like my, one of my favorite things we've ever done is, is buy coffee directly from that same farm and roast it and sell it here. Um, just cause like, Oh, I know these people. And there's something really fulfilling about that to know like, Hey, I know exactly where this coffee comes from. And I picked cherries from these plants and i've walked up and down those hills and <laughs> that's so cool yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of a cool uh a cool little way of collaboration i guess yeah um how, how did that like experience working on a coffee farm uh have a hand in changing your like perceptions about coffee um <laughs> like as a drink and also as kind of a catalyst for community well First of all, it opened my eyes like about the industry that every cherry, unless you're talking about Robusta and stuff that's like 
produced in lower elevations in Brazil, mm-hmm. and maybe some other parts, but every single cherry is picked by someone's hand up and down a mountain walking with, you know, a bucket or a bag around their waist. And then they fill up like a, like a 60 or 70 kilo bag and then carry it back down the mountain. And I considered myself to be, you know, young, athletic, in good shape. And I was tripping and falling all over the place. <laughs> spilling all the pe- cherries i picked and then you got these just rugged wiry 60 70 year old men that are just crushing it like picking you know 50 kilos a day and, mm. and i'm there like barely able to get like 20 and <laughs> that was like man like these people work so 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 hard this is their whole life right and then at the other end of the of the, uh, the, the the supply chain, we're up here judging it and being like, well, I don't really like this and this, <laughs> like this, and, and 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 we're you know after having paid three dollars or you know whatever five or six dollars for a latte, like yes, it's fine to assess something. Yes, it's appropriate to appreciate quality, but if you think about what you paid for it and how hard someone worked to produce it and harvest it and process it and store it and get it to you. Just, it seems almost wrong that we would critique it at any point, but I'm not saying there's no room for critique in specialty coffee. Obviously there is. It just kind of made me think of, wow, we're such spoiled Westerners. We're such spoiled Mm. like first worlders being like, Oh, well, I don't want to pay that much for it or that's too expensive. Like if you had to pick that all yourself and grow it all yourself and work that hard, you'd, you'd appreciate it. For, mm. for what it is. Mm, um, yeah. In terms of community, I think being in Peace Corps and also in Colombia and just Latin America in general, um, it being in those environments to me um, opened up my eyes to 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 the to the true value of existing in a community where everybody really really depends on each other and is genuinely friendly to each other and like for example if you go to a party in Paraguay you go up to every single person that's there and shake their hand and ask how they're doing and and, and until you've greeted everyone individually you don't go sit down or you don't just you know start having a drink or eating some food like you acknowledge every single person like every person that you walk by in the street you 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 will you will greet them you'll say how how are you and ask how they're doing and i mean what they have for entertainment what they have for um support is is each other out there it's Mm. not that they don't have you know cell phones and they're starting to have internet and yes they have television but so much fulfillment and so much meaning a larger percentage of it is derived from community interaction in in those contexts i would say than than we derive in our context here so that made me i loved it and they they were all super supportive and receptive of me and it just uh really impacted me how much um they just enjoyed genuinely being around each other Mm, wow that's awesome yeah, one thing, and I think that's just a great segue into w- really what we wanted to talk with you about today. Um, w- one reason me and Luke really kind of got into doing this podcast and everything um, is we really love the community side of coffee and coffee shops and all that. Um, and for for me, I didn't really get into that until I met Luke because 
I, he's really kind of training me in the ways of the coffee uh, snob and such. Um, <laughs> but what what exactly is Union's mission? Because I think me and Luke have talked about how well Union pairs with kind of that vision we have. Um. So our our little tagline, we did not make this up, is um, of by and for the people. I would love to claim that quote, but uh, I think it was somebody else that said it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And just just a community focused. So I think it's we are a coffee company but the core of what we are is that community and basically what that looks like is a place where anyone from anywhere can come in and feel welcome and feel at home and feel connected to whatever else is happening here and feel like they are a part of it and there's no in in And that's like in a social sense. And it's also in a coffee intelligence sense, like Hmm. third wave or specialty coffee gets such a bad rap for being unapproachable. And you have, especially up here in New England, it's Dunkin' Donuts, you know, like people's like, that's, that's part of the culture up here. And they see, you know, you got to know your context. We're like, we're Milford. We're a, we're a, we're not a uppity town we're not uh we're not we're not brooklyn or we're yeah, not yeah. someplace in san francisco or something so if people come in they're like i want a large dark roast two cream three sugar and you're like okay well hold on pump the brakes let's like talk about what we can <laughs> do but, you know sometimes it's worth having that conversation sometimes it's worth just making them the closest thing that you know is the closest thing you know to their regular drink at dunks but um so it's in that sense and a coffee approachability sense. And then also a social sense, like whatever walk of life, whatever your background, whatever your political view, geez, especially nowadays, like we yeah. want people to just be able to come here and, and be themselves and, and connect with people that are on other sides and have different perspective and come from different places. Um, that in 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 find some sort of uh, I mean it's kind of stereotypical it's kind of a cliche but some find some kind of meeting place in common ground and uh, like you know nowadays we're just yelling back and forth at each other on the internet about everything and getting more and more and more divided and if you if you physically came face to face in our shop or any shop and sat down and had a civil conversation with whoever your enemy is on the internet like it would just go so much better because yeah and like that's what we want to be here for unfortunately um with all the restrictions now since the pandemic it's it's really really hard and we Mm. feel we Mm -hmm. feel the absence of that energy here in the shop where people you have to have your face covered you got to get something and then take it to go or sit outside but like we were that place where people would come in in the morning and stay for two or three hours and just talk to everybody that comes by and all the regulars see each other friendships get made here. And that's, that for me is the most beautiful, my most favorite part of the company. I also enjoy roasting coffee and drinking coffee, but community first for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, how, how did union like work to maintain that, kind of community that is so important to you guys while impacted by the restrictions that COVID brought? I mean, we're, we're in the middle of that right now. We're figuring Mm -hmm. that out right now. Like 
the first thing someone used to say to you when you walked through the door was, hey, good morning. How are you? How are you doing? Good to see you. Now it's, do you have a mask? And it's just yeah. starting off on that foot. It's just so opposite of how we usually are. But I guess trying to one-on-one -on -one with our customers and our regulars and our friends explain like, hey, this is how we have to do things for a while. Recently, we got uh, a, a really nice interview put in uh, the Nashua Telegraph. I'm sure you guys get that in South Carolina. Very large. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, Nationwide. Yeah. And they uh, just gave us the opportunity to be like, look, like we don't we don't like we don't want this or we don't like this mm. any more than, you know, you guys do. But like we just have to err on the side of caution for now. And we know it's so uncomfortable. We know it's it's different than what you're used to here, but we're just doing it. But please don't take this as this is our political view. This is what we believe. Like we think this is like hundred yeah. percent what we should be doing. We're just doing it to err on the side of caution because as a company, yeah. as a public space, it's what we, we have to do, but we hate it. We hate it just as much as the people <laughs> that are forced to abide by it. Like we want to see yeah. people's spaces. We want people sitting next to each other. We want people hanging out. So just, I guess the way we're managing it is, is getting that message out there, like through this, through the paper interview, one-on-one -on -one with customers, just being like, I'm so sorry that this has to be this way for now. And mm -hmm. we hate it, but we'll get through it, you know? Mm. Yeah. 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 And that, that's a good approach to it. I think, um, just like kind of fully backed by compassion and understanding and like, you know, every time you David go into somewhere, you have to wear a mask. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's the same, it's the same, uh, all around, even for the people that work at union and are, are the bad guys in <laughs> some people cause they're making us wear masks. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, like I said, uh, when I talked to the other, the, that reporter, like it's, it's not, it's 99% of people are like, Oh, great. This is what we have to do for now. Don't like it, but I'll do it. And then there's that small, small percentage that are genuinely offended by it. And yeah, that's so like, I hate offending anyone. I hate upsetting anyone, especially when we're that like regular place. That's part of their ritual. And then like, COVID has ruined even that for them, you know, so mm. it's like a reminder and they get frustrated and they get upset, but you know, I think it's just misdirected frustration. Like, but so we don't take it personally, but, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, why, why do you think community is so important, especially within coffee? I mean, I think as a, as a species, we are, we are social beings. We depend on that energy derived from interactions with other humans to be healthy, to feel alive, to, to feel connected, you know, um, that's in general, in terms of coffee, I don't know. There's something going on too with, with, with the vibe of being around people and, and just pumping yourself full of caffeine. You're like, oh, man, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go get something done. Like, come on, guys. Caffeine is a legal drug. <laughs> exactly. Really, yeah. <laughs> Back when they started the American Revolution at the Green Dragon and stuff, they're like, "Oh man, oh man, we should go. We should we should do something about this." You know, I'm full of caffeine. I'm full of like, yeah. hey, what do you think about this? You know, like. Uh... <laughs> so, I think in terms of, of of a coffee shop in the context of community. Every town needs some place where, where people, every town, every city 
city in these multiple places where people can just go and cross paths with their their neighbors in in a context that is conducive to small talk and in 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 meeting each other and 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 sharing different ideas about things um we need that because now you know especially with 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 the pandemic and an election coming up it's so easy to just live on the internet and Mm. and has a different viewpoint than you anyone that you disagree with just unfollow them or just blast them or 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 just only just create an echo chamber right Mm, yeah you're able to have a place where you can meet up with people and overhear conversations and jump into conversations in 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 a human to human actual in-person context it's just so much more constructive and productive and healthy because what what's going on currently mostly online is is in my opinion the opposite of health yeah Yeah. for sure and I, i think that's that all that is just such a especially now like i am very much an extrovert i mean anyone who listens to the podcast or knows me personally i'm very extroverted um and for me going to a coffee shop like even to just get work done by myself, I'm always like kind of leeching energy off of people. Like it just helps having people around. And so now not having that is very just strange. I'm having to find that other places. And for me, like the coffee shop has always been a play, like a microcosm of like the culture as a whole and like really showing like, this is what culture could be. Um, if everyone just like, yeah, you know, I have friends I never, I don't agree with hardly ever. Um, even me and Luke <clears throat> every now and again will disagree. I mean, who, who has best friends that you disagree with? Who could, <laughs> who, who would even think about that? But yeah, it's disagree. What, what is that? Um, but it's always so interesting in the coffee shop. Like you sit down with someone, you have a drink with it. You sh- like share experience with one another and, it's just always so, so cool to see like just people of different backgrounds, people who maybe should never like really interact except now in the coffee shop, you're really having this shared experience and learning from one another. And I think that's just so, so beautiful and cool. Yeah. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that that's kind of why we, we, we do this. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> We wa- we want to we've been kind of rebranding ourselves over the summer and kind of building up a team and actually getting serious about what it is we're we're doing um, instead of just kind of two guys goofing off in their dorm room. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we really want to kind of bottle that that kind of conversation that happens in a coffee shop that constructive uh, hearing of people. Yeah. It's important. It's it's important if you can do it in digital format and, and, and broadcast it out there into the world. Like the world needs more of it because day by day, what we are losing as, as a society is is the is is nuance. Like to be able to mm. agree with part of something that someone says or believes and disagree with another part of it and be okay with that and not demonize them or write them off completely or just put them in a bin. Like that person is, 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 is a conservative. That person is a liberal uh, because they said this, or they mm. thought about that person. They said that thing. Like we are complex, multifaceted, very, very uh, complicated 
uh, uh, people, right? Each each individual is, and so to just to make sense of the world, especially with I'll just call it internet thinking, it's just like. Mm. Okay, this person likes that band. This person likes that politician. This person goes to that store. They are in this group. I'll put them in group A. I'll put them in group B. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to do that when you're just existing on the internet and having those kind of conversations. To sit down with someone and have a, a, a detailed, nuanced conversation does not permit that kind of binary thinking. And yeah. in, in binary thinking and in, in loss of nuance is it's a it's a it's it's a sickness that we have i believe as a society currently so however much you can foster actual communication and and broadcast it out in digital form go for it i think what you guys are doing is is excellent and it's very very badly needed this at this time yeah and i think what's so like dangerous i think you touched on this but about the internet is like it it gives the illusion of community and illusion of true interaction with people. But like you said, it doesn't give you any nuance. It doesn't give you like, uh, it, really people are just displaying what they want to display on social media and the internet. So it's like, you don't get the full picture ever. And so like, I, I think Luke has been sharing a lot of different videos and stuff of like, what's been going on in our country right now. And like people just yelling back and forth at one another. And that's not going to change like any people's minds. Like if you just keep <laughs> raising the decibel level, you're not going to, it's not going to change anyone, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of changing gears a little bit, but staying in that same vein, what are some like specific ways and things like events or whatever um, that union has been a positive president presence in Milford since it opened. So I would say, unfortunately got to divide most of our lives in pre and post COVID. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, events that we put on open mic was probably the core of, of the, of the social scene and the, and the inc- inclusivity vibe that we would do here every Friday night. Anybody that wanted to could just show up, write their name on a board, get up there and sing or rap or spoken word, or most of it was just guitars and quite honestly, pretty bad music. (laughs) I mean, no, there's some incredibly talented people here too, but that's not the point. The point is that people are given a stage to say and, and do what they want. And for the rest of the crowd that came there to be a part of it, to, to receive it. Um, and not really, you know, judge it based on its, uh, its, uh, level of of proficiency necessarily, but more just like, Hey, this person's here doing it. I'm not talking like award trophies for everybody, but just genuinely enjoying what other people are capable of creating and sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a huge part. And, you know, that was mostly a younger crowd, but you know, we've had a Mm -hmm. lot of, uh, older, older folks show up and be part of that too, and just absolutely love it. Um, and I think it's not like our town is uh, really, really in a bad need of a place for young kids to hang out without like, you know, doing drugs or (laughs) things that are detrimental. But like, it's good that there is a place where like teenagers can go on a Friday night and have an awesome time. And you know, it's not it's not like (laughs) kids aren't going out and doing things that are detrimental to their health or Mm -hmm. more risky because we're here, but I'd say fewer of them 
at least when we were open, um, they just had a place, you know, where they could go and hang out and not spend that much money, which is great for them, not the best for us. <laughs> They're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> i on a cup of coffee and stay here for six hours. Sign me up. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, yeah. You, can't, you can't always be, you can't be 100% about about profit as, as a company, you know, and we definitely value community. We definitely have chosen to do things in the past that put community above, um, above financial decisions which you know long term i don't know if that's sustainable but we're here we're here still we're here so far so we'll see how that goes moving forward um so yeah events uh open mic um just having bands come through as well was always a really really fun thing um you know bands that were doing regional tours or sometimes even you know national tours were just like that one little small spot where they can stop sometimes you know, really pack it out, uh, really pack out the cafe. And it's just an awesome time. So much energy. I don't know. There's something about the space being pretty small that when you pack it out and it's like a super energetic band, there's just, I don't know, nothing like it. Um, mm. Feeling like, wow, this is, this is something happening here and everybody's super energized by it. And, you know, really, really fun. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, I mean, most recently, events i wouldn't say it's an event that we put on and this is touchy okay but you know everything that happened recently with george floyd and the mm -hmm. national protests um some of them were riots all that stuff so we as a company have somehow in our community um developed the reputation of being a more liberal and uh, liberal business. I mean, I think it's kind of weird that people want to brand companies now with a political identity. Cause like I said before, yeah. you want details. Like we mm -hmm. are made up of individuals. We are not just, you can't just put us in a bin, but anyway, <clears throat> our staff, I forget what week that was, but it was the week where everybody on Twitter, everybody on the internet, was like you have to do this and everyone learned what a virtual virtue signaling was everybody learned what like white guilt and white silence and white complicity was mm -hmm. and so you know i woke up to that i was like i gotta go learn about what's happening right now and it was just that one week where everybody was like you gotta repost this you gotta say that there's something happening here it was a national moment right so a lot of our staff was like union needs to speak up about this union needs to say something this is the time where we need to stand up and say xyz and i was just i was like in this was happening over over slack right so there yeah right away we're texting back and forth and it's and it's you don't have face to face anyway what i the biggest point i wanted to make talking with employees and, and, and with with my co-owners here is I do not want to just say something right now. If we say something, we have to do something because it's so, so easy to just say and, and repost and think that by doing that, you have accomplished something. And maybe I'm wrong. I could be 100% wrong with that. Maybe saying or reposting the right thing was the correct, effective, uh, actionable thing to do at the time. But I was like, if we're going to say something, I want to do something too. And I wasn't at all disagreeing with, with the fact that something should be said or something should be done. I think it was a national moment, an important historical moment that I wanted to be a part of. But that was just my emphasis. I'm like, so what are we going to do? If we say something, we got to do something. What should we say? What should we do? And it just happened. It just worked out that way that um, that same weekend, a, a demonstration 
uh, got organized right here on the Oval. And I was absolutely blown away with the amount of people that showed up. And so all we said was, hey, there's going to be a ton of people in town um, during these hours on Saturday out of respect for this moment and what happened. We're just going to close because it doesn't seem right to be selling drinks and making money during a time during these hours where what's happening right now and what happened to that man hmm. is being recognized. And that's, yeah. that's all we did. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but if by doing that, we get labeled as liberals or libs or Dems, like if recognizing that moment and what happened to that man uh, makes me a liberal, like, I'm okay, fine. You can call me that, but that's not what I am. I mean, yeah. Being multifaceted, many different details, but that's just a decision we made. Um, so that was an event that Union indirectly was a part of. It was an event that you know all of us were a part of, but that's how we, as a company, were involved in it. All we said was, "This is happening. We're going to close because it's not right to be making money during that time." And I went to the demonstration. It was unbelievable. These kids mm-hmm. out there, these two younger um, African-American girls got up there and gave the most beautiful speeches. And we had a moment of silence and, and I went and I was, I was absolutely blown away at, at the turnout and at the energy there. Um, a lot of our staff went, a lot of our staff didn't go. Some of our owners didn't go and that's fine. That's awesome because as a company, we're made up of individuals that have differing views, differing schedules, differing ideas on things but we all get along and we all accomplish something still and there's something to be learned from that you know Mm -hmm. yeah and it's 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 the common goal of community that you guys connect over and i think it's the intentionality that you mentioned with not just wanting to say something with wanting to do something and be active just goes to show for the way you conduct yourself normally Mm -hmm. like i feel union as a as a company, as a coffee shop, doesn't want to just say, hey, we're about community. They actually want to do community, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I think too, like I, I was thinking as you were talking about like, you can't just like post something or what have you, you want to actually do something. It, it, it's interesting, uh, you mentioned earlier about the, the Green Dragon. Me and Luke have talked about that extensively <laughs> yeah. in the past. And I think it's always interesting that um, coffee shops are kind of like places where people like not just talk about things, but they mobilize to do things. Um, like whether it's the revolutionary war or over in France, I mean, that not the best, but, um, you know, or, <laughs> or, you know, just like everything that's going on in our country right now. And I think that's just so cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, uh, the London coffee houses, the very earliest coffee houses, were what inspired people to start the Enlightenment. Mm. <laughs> and I think in 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 part, largely, that's why we have the kind of coffee shop that we have today that merges community with creativity. Mm. It's interesting to question how much of that comes from the the community context of being around each other and and sharing ideas and how much of it is actually owed to the chemical of Mm. what Mm. affects your brain. And if that effect is amplified by other people around you also being on that same drug and thinking, yeah, 
yeah, we should do something. Hey, how about this? Hey, you know what? I've never thought about it this way. Why don't we go try that? And so it's like almost uh, 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 those two things overlapping um, seems to be what mobilizes people and gets people to go out and do, you know, world changing stuff. So it's interesting. Yeah. A lot of it is owed to those in, those establishments, but I think a lot of it is owed to the to the chemical itself. Mm. Yeah, huh. but I, you, I, I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, <laughs> just a, just a bunch of junkies sitting around about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like the opposite of a bar. Like everybody gets together at a bar and gets wasted, and they're like, oh, I don't know, let's go do something." And whatever that something usually ends up not being the best. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh man, um, I I I feel like that's a pretty good place to stop. Yeah, I, 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 we could talk about this for hours and hours, but, um, David, thank you for, uh, hopping on with us and spending some time with us today. Um, it was really good meeting you and getting to talk with you about the old community. No, thank, thank you so much to you guys. I, like I said, I really appreciate, um, what you're doing. I think the world needs more of it. Um, and yeah, I'm really thankful for the opportunity and thanks for listening to me ramble. Yeah, I oh, know. It was good. It was really good. Now, uh, we will. Oh, my brain just completely blanked out. Wow. Um, thank y'all for listening. And uh, we will see y'all soon. Adios. Adios. see the recording jay it's happening it's happening okay we figured it finally anything (laughs) what do you know all right let's go ahead and all right oh Oh my gosh that's just excessive